Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. I don't even need to say it at this point. You know what we're talking about. It's NCAA tournament time. Eight men's quarterfinal matches, eight women's quarterfinal matches spread out across Thursday and Friday. Obviously, the semifinals, finals, Saturday and Sunday, and that's where our eyes will be turned this weekend at Cracked Rackets. Joining me now on the Cracked Interviews Podcast, he is a two-time NCAA singles championship participant. He was all Big 12 in singles first team in 2018. A 2018 ITA scholar athlete as well. It is Baylor senior Johannes Schredder. Johannes, welcome to the Cracked Interviews podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, I have to start with the ITA scholar athlete because obviously that is a distinguished title. That one feels good, right? Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely feels good. <laughs> And uh, with, you know, I know you just had graduation. Uh, Obviously, it must be nice to get that done with before the NCAA tournament. But how was that experience for you? Uh, I've really enjoyed my time at Baylor. And um, it also relieved me a little bit to be done with school and and now solely focus on tennis. And it was just about right timing um, because I got done on Monday Mm -hmm. and we left Monday night. So that was that was perfect timing. (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Any uh, cool graduation stories that are PG at least? Well, my my actual graduation would be on Saturday, but we're still uh-huh. planning to be here on Saturday, so I'm probably going to miss that. Yeah. Um, so no, I think that... I'm going to graduate after afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good answer. I'm glad to hear it. And in fact, that's our perfect transition into the tennis. You mentioned you guys in the quarterfinals this weekend against Florida. Uh, last weekend, you got to host one of the round of 16 matches and you guys end up beating UCLA. Uh, even before talking about that match, what was it like to get to host that round of 16? Because in my opinion, that crowd you guys had at Baylor was one of the best I saw of the weekend. Oh, definitely. Uh, we had a think of a little over a thousand people at the match. That is crazy. Yeah, and and it was a lot of fun. It was a great way to to finish my senior year at Baylor um, with the last home match, and I think we played really well. And um, yeah, we're all really excited to come here now and and go further in the tournament. And for you guys personally, last weekend, you obviously get a very uh, very important doubles point in terms of UCLA, as strong at the top of the lineup as anyone, but it's not unfair to say their bottom half is where they struggle, so when you can get that doubles point, it really gives you a comfort. Uh, for you and uh, Fronson at three, you guys have obviously had a ton of success this year, uh, but what did it mean for you guys to get that doubles point, and how important will that be for you guys moving forward throughout the weekend? I think the doubles point is uh, important in general, just because because you can create a lot of momentum, a lot of energy you can brought into singles. Um, in terms of of the scoring, it's only about it's less than fifteen percent of the whole match. So even if you drop the doubles point, nothing is lost. But uh, we have had great success with the with the doubles so far, and um, it's it's worked out really well for us. And we also um, were able to to keep that energy and and start wall in singles so that's been that's been working out really well for us and if you don't mind me staying on the doubles i know you guys have shifted your lineups around a bunch this year and that's something we can i will explore further later on you're 22 and 8 in doubles on the season uh for you now to have settled into your spot if you don't mind me saying i feel like you guys at three must be the most imposing physical team of any three doubles team left in the tournament you guys are both 
big guys, strong guys. Uh, you know, again, what what's it like? Uh, you know, when you're mixing around doubles pairings all year long, and do you guys think you're at the place now where you're feeling comfortable moving into this last weekend? Um, I think we we experimented a little bit with the doubles uh, in the fall. Um, so we tried a lot of different pairings and tried to figure out uh, who's playing well together. And um, I think Jimmy and Sven are the, the best example. I mean, they're ranked number one in the country right now, and they've been obviously playing really well. And um, yeah, Connie, Franzen, and I were playing. I mean, we just understand each other uh, in doubles. <laughs> I think that's uh, really important. Who you know at the net, who takes the middle balls, who takes overheads, that kind of thing, and. And over the course of the semester, we, we, you know, got to know uh, our playing styles better and better. And, and now we're just, uh, I think, a really strong team on, on three. And I think we've seen from your team this year, despite the adversity you've dealt with, obviously with Juan Benitez not coming back, with Roy leaving early on in the season, turning pro, that you guys have found this continuity late in the season. So impressive. You win that Big 12 indoors title uh, over Texas, get revenge over them from earlier in the season. Uh, what's it been like, you know, with all of the ups and downs that, I mean, there really haven't been downs in terms of the results, but just, I suppose, emotionally, what's it been like dealing with all of those off the court things and keeping that off the court and maintaining that success uh, result wise? Well, there's some things that we necessarily can't control. Um, but as, as coach uh, emphasized a lot during the season, the, the really the only thing we can do as players is to prepare in the best way we can possibly can. And that starts with doing the, the little things right, doing treatments, staying healthy, doing ice baths, you know, all the, the small things that go into playing well. And I think we we really excelled in that and we've we've done all of that. And it also gives us a lot of confidence knowing that we're we're probably the most prepared team in the country. Because in the at the end of the day, you know, that's all all you can do and then you leave everything out there in the court and hope for the best. And for you personally to make that jump to one singles, um, what what has that been like? Has that been an added burden? What what have you thought of the match load so far? Not at all. Um, I mean, I played uh, on top of the lineup for the most part last year, and I had some setbacks with injuries. I broke my my rib at the uh, NCAA tournament last year, and had to take off for uh, probably five months until I, I finally could play uh, on 100% again. And then it took me a while at the beginning of the semester to play well. Um, had some some tough matches. Um, but now I'm, I'm healthy again, and I really feel like uh, I'm, I'm playing my best tennis and playing on the top of the lineup. You know, it's, it's not not really a burden. It's more, more um, you know, it's it's an honor to play on one. Yeah, and for you personally, I know last week uh, Cressy, I believe, got you six four six one. But the two rounds before that, you get two wins under your belt. Again, you mentioned you're feeling healthy, but personally, are you excited for this weekend and all the challenges that lie ahead? Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, I'm excited. The team is excited, and um, besides the the match last week, I've been I've been playing really well. And credits to Cressy is. Uh, his game style is uh, really different to a lot of other guys, and he really gave me a hard time. Um, but um, despite despite that match, I'm I'm you know 
full of confidence and I'm I'm very much looking forward to the match tomorrow. Yeah, and it's definitely going to be a fun one. I'll be sure to be uh, tuning in. I do want to just continue a little bit about this season before we preview that quarterfinal because maybe the biggest change of all coming into the year, and I can't believe I didn't say this, you got you know Coach Matt Knoll steps down and you guys you know enter Brian Boland, one of the most uh, successful coaches in college tennis history. For you being a senior on the team when that transition happens, uh, what is that like for you? you know, what do you and Coach Boland do to connect right away? And just how do you and the team and everyone stay close through an, ad- an adverse situation like that? Well, I mean, Coach Boland is is really a great person. For me personally, um, Coach Knoll recruited me. He brought me to Baylor initially. And I always had a great relationship with, with, with him as well. Um, but the transition to to Coach Boland was pretty easy you know there's there's really nothing you cannot like about this guy <laughs> and um um i think the in terms of tennis all all his achievements um speak for for himself and uh he's done a, a great job of getting the, the team close um practicing uh the right things the things we need and preparing us in the best way possible to be ready for for all the things we want to achieve I mean, he is a sweet talker. I can definitely say that. That man can sell you anything. Uh, so I, I agree. I can see how uh, the, why the appeal is there. For your team coming into this event, I mentioned you guys beat Texas in that Big 12 championship. But before that moment, I thought you know there was a really interesting match in Lubbock at Texas Tech. You guys lose that 4-3. Uh, I, I would argue a lot of times a loss like that can be beneficial for a team. It can get you focused and you know get back on the path as it head to the as you head into the postseason. Uh, do you think that loss, looking back, was an actual you know a benefit for your team? Gets you guys refocused? Absolutely. I mean, it's never a, you know a nice feeling to lose a match, but um, I think we we learned a great deal uh, from from that Lubbock experience. Uh, it's it's not an easy place to play. Um, the balls fly a little further. Uh, the courts are different to to most of the courts, and they have a they also have a big crowd um, at their matches. So it's been a a tough location to play for us, and and we haven't done the the, the greatest job um, dealing with the circumstances. But it gave us it gave us uh, a lot of things to work on when we got back to Waco and uh, preparing for the Big Twelve tournament, and you know ultimately made us better. I know you are all, uh, you know, all in focused on tomorrow. But looking back, how nice was that win over Texas to get that Big Twelve title? Given what you've gone through throughout your career, uh, it was. I mean, it was <laughs> very nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it was also the way we did it. I think because uh, we were supposed to play outdoors. Uh, the whole tournament was scheduled outdoors. We played the first round against Oklahoma State. Um, outdoors and then i think about 20 minutes before the match they decided to move the whole thing indoors because there was too much wind um so we had to you know go on indoor courts warm up and then kind of start into doubles um and you know all all throughout the doubles match and one through six in singles we we all played well had a great composure and and you know beat them fairly clear so that gave us a lot of confidence and it's you know it showed us that we can compete with anyone in the country 
And using that confidence, obviously, you guys head into Orlando. As I mentioned, you match up with number three seed Florida, who I, I suppose a surrogate home team in Orlando, although their camp is still a little bit far away, so it really is a neutral site. Oh, I know you guys have now gotten down there, had the chance to hit. Is this your first time in Orlando, and what do you think of the site? We actually uh, played um, Central Florida last year, so it's my second time uh, at the UCA campus. Um, I think it's really not a disadvantage to, to us or to anyone. Uh, I don't think Florida has an advantage playing here because in terms of the weather, I think Texas is even hotter uh, <laughs> and more humid, so we're used to that. Um, and yeah, I'm exci- to be honest, I've, we haven't played Florida in a while, so I'm excited for that match. That is a great answer, by the way. I, I I was gonna ask about those conditions. Word on the street that's slower courts. It's hot. It's humid. You mentioned that's that's Texas weather. You think that'll benefit your team? I think uh, it definitely doesn't hurt us. Um, <laughs> sure. For me personally, I, I love the hot weather. I love the the grind. I love to be out there. As, you oh, know, yeah. however long it takes. And I <laughs> yeah. think I can say that for for all of the other guys, um, we're. We're in, in top shape. We're physical, and I don't think weather is gonna is gonna hurt us. Uh, if if the conditions play a role, I think it's gonna be in favor for us. Absolutely. And you talk about matching up with the Florida team, who you guys haven't seen as a program since 2013. You guys won that match 4-3, but obviously completely different rosters since then. In 2013, I was still in high school for some perspective. Um, <laughs> now you look at this Florida team, they're the number three seed, 24-3 and three on the year, 19-8 uh, and eight in doubles. So, you know, it, it's a wide open doubles point. And then throughout the lineup, just so much talent throughout both of your team's uh, rosters. What is it going to take for you guys to uh, come out on top and you know put together a winning performance against the Gators? I think uh, for us, the most important thing is going to be to come out with great energy, um, start into doubles um, with, you know, being being loud, being very focused. Um, that's that's always uh, important, and it can set the tone for for the whole match. So that's going to be our goal, and in the end, you know. As I said, we're we're prepared in the best way possible, um, and you know we're gonna leave it all out there, and and I think we're we're good to go. Yeah, and you look throughout your lineup. You're never gonna say people compete more than you, than Will Little, than Jimmy Bendick. Though you know you guys are absolutely. I mean, Sven Law. I'm not trying to hold anyone out, but I'm just saying you guys are absolutely gonna leave it all out there. Uh, I am curious. Uh, you you look at just. That you talked about that energy you guys have to bring out from the doubles point from point one. Obviously, you guys are a very loud team, and I say that respectfully. I'm a big fan of the energy in college tennis, and I happened to be in Michigan when you guys came for the indoors. And I know uh, I don't think Segura played that game, but I wanted to strangle him because that guy was screaming, you know, in between <laughs> points. He has your backs the whole time, and I'm a Michigan guy, so it got it. It got in my head, so I suppose it's working. Uh, just in general, how important is that energy? And when you say that, just for our listeners who don't know, what do you mean? Because I feel like that that portion of college tennis is part of what makes it so special. Yeah, I mean, definitely. It's not for me personally. It's not so much about the screaming around and you know <laughs> trying to get in other people's head. It's it's more about uh, enjoying enjoying playing, especially in doubles. I, uh, Franz and I, we've done a, a great job, I think, and. Um, we just, you know, love to be out there together, 
and you know we celebrate our points and we we push each other and and that's uh really what doubles is about and then in in singles um i think college tennis is a little different than the the pro tour because you also play for your teammates and you want to you want to pump them up at the same time so you know having energy and and just showing that you're all in can not only help your game but also the teammates that are playing next to you and and across the board and that's why I think this weekend is going to be so special because for all of these players we've talked to, so many of them talk about how strong that bond is. And a lot of the times, and I think this is a Coach Boland quote, it's about the team that loves each other the most. That's the team that comes out on top. Um, and so it's going to be so fun to watch. I do want to move on a little bit, talk about your background in tennis, because for our listeners, if you can't tell from that lovely accent, I believe <laughs> you are from Austria. And I'm just curious, you know, how did you get involved in the game of tennis? Uh, my parents owned the tennis club back in the day, and I really didn't didn't have a choice back then. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just I just hung out at the tennis club all day and played with whoever wanted to play with me, um, and really got into into the sport. And you know, I I started to play my first tournaments when I was about eight, I would say, um, and you know, started to win some things and and. Enjoyed, enjoyed playing tennis, and that's really how it all started for me. And I know uh, you obviously had a successful junior career. You were top 200 in the ITF junior singles rankings. You even dabbled a little bit on the pro circuit during those times, but ultimately you ended up Baylor. Uh, how did you find out about college tennis, and what ultimately led you to go there? Uh, I got a bunch of uh, Facebook messages uh, <laughs> early on, <laughs> and to be honest, I never never even thought about playing college tennis and I always had my my mind on pro tennis and practicing and playing playing tournaments and um I had some struggles early on with some injuries and I got mono when I was 17 and um my rankings dropped uh, basically to zero and then I I kind of had to look for a plan B in, in terms uh, in, in case it doesn't work out for me and um, I kept on playing, um, tried to to play pro tournaments, but uh, you know, after after a while, I decided to you know look at colleges and and yeah, I came to Baylor for a recruiting trip and um, loved it, <laughs> and then I just uh, got here. Is it Waco? Just something about the town drew you in? Um, Waco is, I mean, it's definitely it's different than Austria, where I come from. <laughs> Just because there are no mountains and stuff, but uh, yeah, sure. I really, I really like uh, Waco and, and Texas in general. I've made a, a lot of uh, lifelong friendships there, and and a lot of Baylor and the community and people are very nice. And and also the team, uh, the 2015 Baylor team was was they welcomed me in in you know such a great way, and I, I've always enjoyed my time there. And for that transition to you getting to campus, I, I imagine it helps when you have so many teammates you can turn to for advice. But what was it like for you to go uh, full, you know, full time back to school, be a part of the team? I noticed that you did not play um, any matches your freshman year. Was that frustrating? Oh, it definitely was. Um, and <laughs> I, I never actually uh, quit school or took a break from from school back at home. Sure, but uh, high school took. Took five five years for me 
which is which is standard in Austria. But I had okay. some troubles with the NCAA, and um, they ended up blocking me for a season or or setting me out. Um, so I had to watch my first year, and you know it was it wasn't necessarily fun to watch, especially because Baylor hosted the NCAAs in 2015. But uh, I also uh, got to watch watch the guys play and and learn a lot from the old team and i've definitely enjoyed enjoyed my time although i couldn't compete so for 14 15 that was the year your team made the semis correct yes and oh that yeah okay i can now imagine why it would be frustrating and then your 15 16 season there was an injury i had to go back home and uh, serve in the military because ah. it's still mandatory in austria Okay, and what was that? What is that experience like after a year in college? Well, um, it wasn't it wasn't too much fun to be honest. Sure, <laughs> but uh, it it especially because I had to to go in there in December of 2015. Um, I stayed in there for six months, and I missed the uh, my supposed I mean the 2016 spring season, which was supposed to be my first playing season. Um, so it definitely wasn't easy, but it, I, I mean, when I got back, I definitely appreciated, um, playing tennis more than, than before. How are you, I mean, how do you balance? It's funny because I talk, I spoke with Bar Botzer earlier this week and he had a similar, uh, situation for him coming from Israel. He had to serve as well. And, you know, he talked about how hard it was to balance military service with continuing to keep or maintain his level of tennis. What was that challenge like for you? How did you find time to get your hits in? Uh, I didn't, to be honest, (laughs) (laughs) I stayed in physical shape. Um, but I really didn't have the chance to get out of, you know, out of, the military because they you know just demand 24 hours um so i didn't really play a whole lot um but whenever whenever i got out i just um you know it, to be honest at the beginning it was unsure if i could even come back to baylor or come or ever play college tennis again so uh i was unsure about my future but then i got the good news that i could come back and you know, start to work work hard every day and try to get back in shape and play well. And as a credit to you, you come out on fire your sophomore year. You go twenty one and four in singles, thirteen and two at the three singles spot, qualify for the NCA singles championship. Um would you say I mean you seem to have mentioned this before, but just getting to play tennis again, that joy is what led you to have such a successful season. And by the way, shout out for you. If you're not playing tennis and you go twenty one and four, that's really fing good. <laughs> thank you yeah i mean uh yeah definitely i mean you know there's definitely some some practices that you don't always enjoy especially when you don't play uh well and some workouts where you don't really you know want to move or work out <laughs> but uh really uh, everything everything after after the army was just a blessing and being able to be free and and kind of do what what you want to do made made practice easy and and i really i mean i really enjoyed just you know being able to to be at baylor and, and play and for you guys having the seasons you've had the past two years you as you mentioned you played three singles and you move up to the one single spot your teams go uh, 23 and 8 the first year, 21 and 10 the next year. It's not as though you weren't successful, but 
the level you guys have been this season, top 10 all year long, you win that Big 12 title. I guess how had all of that, having all of those experiences, again, uh, we kind of talked about this earlier, but how have those uh, shaped how you've viewed this season, how you've taken it all, you know, one step at a time? I think it's, um, I mean, like you said, we didn't have a, we didn't have bad seasons the, the previous years. Um, but we also weren't weren't playing for the NCAA title, for example, and we we didn't win uh, our conference the last two years. So this season is really, I mean, has been my best season since I since I've been at Baylor. And right now, I'm really just enjoying every every moment because I I don't have too much time left in college, and it's it's really every day we we go out on the court and we play is is really uh, something I enjoy. And you, that's part of what makes college tennis so fun. You can see the passion from every athlete. They all want to win uh, so badly. Uh, again, you, you talk about your team and just in general. That uh, For people who don't know, uh, obviously college tennis is spent 99.9% of the time you're with your teammates competing alongside of them. Uh, what about, you know, you said you didn't have much familiarity with college tennis what have you thought about the level of play and how has college tennis made you a better tennis player? Uh, I always enjoyed the, the team aspect uh, of sports. Um, you know, playing playing all by yourself on, you know, uh, individual tournaments is is sometimes tough because you don't really know what you play for and, you know, it's it's easy to to uh, you know, get your head down if you don't if you don't play well. But um, playing playing in college, I've I've always enjoyed just because you have your teammates and if there are tough times, and you know you don't enjoy your time on the court, you always have some something to play for because you don't want to let your teammates down. Yeah, and what do you think? You know, you've mentioned physically how it's helped you improve, but you know, what do you think about the no ad scoring? Do you think that helps you prepare better for the biggest points, say, on the professional tour? And what do you think of it as a format as well? Uh, it can work to your favor, but uh, it can also, you know, there's some some moments where you lose the no ad point and and you lose a set or you know um, lose a match. But it's definitely different to the to the normal format, I would say. But it makes the game a lot faster and um, maybe a little more exciting as well. No, oh, I certainly agree with that last point. I think. I, this is a stupid take, I guess, but to me, the most exciting moment in sport is the college tennis doubles point. Three no-ad sets, you know, the pace is so quick. One second, the team's up a break. The next, they lose the set. I, it, I don't know. It, I don't think it compromises the integrity. I feel like a lot of the times, if not all of them, the better team still wins. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So it, I mean, and we, I mean, we talked about it earlier, that the, the energy is, is a major factor because... The doubles point goes by so fast. Sometimes the set lasts about 15 minutes, and you can't really take one point off. And especially when you're down 15-40, uh, for example, or, or when you're up, it doesn't matter. It's only three points away from winning the game. So there's no no time to take off or or lose focus. I absolutely agree with you. It's again why I enjoy college tennis so much. Um, all right, I want to uh, again. I want to be conscious of your time because I know you have a big match tomorrow that we are all looking forward to. But I do want to ask on the professional level. You've played it before. Uh, with this being your last season, do you think you're gonna try uh, your luck on the pro tour once you're done? 
I don't think so. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna finish finish my college tennis career and then go into the the business world. Ah, oh, great choice. Any sneak preview of where you're headed? Well, I'm currently looking for for jobs, talking to some some companies, but my my dream would be to work for Oracle, just mm-hmm. because um, Mark Hurd has you know he's been he's been our our main sponsor and he he really makes all of this possible for us uh he built our facility and he's he's so supportive of us um and you know as a team we can't even thank him enough for for what he has done for us and and for me personally it would be would be amazing to use the skills that i've learned in college um towards him and towards his company i love it and i love all that oracle has been doing for the sport of tennis no that's I'm all about that. Uh, yeah, I love that idea. Uh, that does it make this week that much sweeter, getting to leave it all out there. Definitely. I mean, I I never, I never uh, give up a point or give up anything really on the court, but um, I definitely have that extra extra punch for this week, and and I'm gonna leave it out there, okay. leave it all out there on the court. I look forward to watching. Well, then there's one last thing I want to do with you. It's something we like to do with all of our guests. It's a rapid-fire segment. I'll throw some questions on you. If it's not a rapid answer, don't worry about it. That's when the answers get their best. Uh, But does that sound good to you? (laughs) Yeah, sounds good. All right, cool. Then, Westoff, if you could, cue the rapid-fire sound effect, please. All right, we're going to start with some uh, teammate-centric questions because, to me, those are always the most fun. Johannes, in your five years at Baylor, the most enjoyable practice partner during your time was who? Felipe Rios. Just grinding? Sorry, what's that? You guys were just grinding, you know, just so many made shots. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I can totally see those getting physical. Yeah, I, I like that answer. Well, how about this? And, you know, you can give me a diplomatic answer, but the teammate most likely to hook you in practice to try and get under your skin. Because uh, uh, everyone's got that one. Um, oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, Jimmy Bendick. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens when you guys compete together for that long it's just like we've beaten each other so many times i love it well how about this the best to get dinner with uh Fransen. <laughs> good answer best to go out with uh soto <laughs> i won't ask for any stories i like it though um the the saying Coach Brian Boland has that annoys you the most. Uh, and I say this uh, lovingly. I know Coach is yeah. listening. Uh, and, uh, I'm going <laughs> to save that one for the end. I I don't have a rapid answer to that. No, I like it. <laughs> and you still have a little time left with them. You don't want them getting angry. So definitely. Good move. <laughs> Funniest member of the Baylor team. Uh, Kirill. Yeah, uh, I, <laughs> I like it. And then the biggest Baylor versus Baylor, you guys are in practice rivalry. It's these two guys are just going at it all the time. Uh, Will and Jimmy. <laughs> it sounds like Jimmy's the instigator. I like it. <laughs> oh, I'm all about that. All right, well, then let's do some Johannes centric ones. Your favorite city in the world? Gods. Hometown? Hometown. Oh, I love that answer. Favorite meal? Uh, sushi. 
Interesting. I can't imagine there being a ton of sushi in Baylor. Am I wrong? Yeah, not really. <laughs> not, not too many places. No, that's fair. But all right, uh, go-to warm-up song. Uh, one last breath, Creed. Oh, I like it. Uh, uh, <laughs> more intimidating at the net. You or Franzen? Franzen. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> Definitely. that. Definitely. Oh yeah, you guys. He's are such a big guy. I, I wouldn't want to see him at the other side. Uh, okay, who's taking the return on the no ad point? Me. <laughs> oh, I like that answer a lot. All right, um, let's think. Favorite tennis player? Team. Ooh, interesting. Ah, oh, obviously he's Austrian. Hold on, it just took me a second. You could have yeah, gone with but... Sebastian Ofner. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, no. I mean, besides the fact that he's from Austria, I, I, I'm in love with his game. I mean, his strokes are are perfect, and I I like his. I, I mean, I'm just a fan of him. It's, it's fun to watch his career and how he's playing. Yeah, oh, I mean, the guy is still... I would say he could use a year of college doubles. Yeah, I would really... He'd, he'd love it for his... No, I'm just kidding. The guy's obviously a beast. All right, well then, my last question to you, and we've kind of talked about it before, but i just like to end on this note. Uh, for, our fans watch, or for our fans watching at home, listening to this podcast, what is it going to take from you and your Baylor Bears to get the job done, not only on Thursday, but to ultimately achieve that goal you guys have of winning the national title? I think it's the love that we have for each other coming out as a team. Um, we know we've we've done the preparation right, and now it's it's about leaving it all out there on the court. And and I think that's that's all we can do. You know, prepare well and leave it out there. I love it. Well, then we'll do a different Brian Bullen question to end it. I saw a video of him on social media. Uh, I think it was something. It was a really cool kids event they were doing promoting at the Herd Center. And he had to run to the courts and. Let's just say it was a ginger run. So I'm asking this lovingly. Brian Bullen's 40-yard dash time right now. Uh, I don't know, 30 seconds? (laughs) (laughs) I'd say he runs a a 4-9 because when it's go time, you know Coach Bullen's ready. So he'd pull something out of it. He's always ready. Yeah, exactly. Well, (laughs) Johannes, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the Cracked Interviews podcast. Good luck to you and your Baylor Bears uh, throughout this weekend, and I believe we always have to end with a Sikkim Bears, right? That's right. Sikkim Bears. (laughs) All right. Take care and good luck. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.